Hello and welcome to The Bob Edwards Show for Thursday, August 23rd. Language probably defines a people and their culture more than any other factor. John McWhorter certainly believes that and has devoted a lifetime to studying and writing about linguistics. Last August, we discussed his book titled What Language Is and What It Isn't and What It Could Be, a volume now out in paperback. McWhorter considers the major languages of the world, but also dying languages spoken by a relatively few people. He marvels at the elasticity of some native tongues, their specificity or lack thereof, and their little quirks, which may or may not be useful in communication. Surprisingly, McWhorter is not a strict grammarian, and as a result, gets interesting letters from school teachers. And later in the hour, I'll talk sports with writer John Feinstein. John McWhorter is a linguist who lectures at Columbia University and a political commentator who's a scholar with the Manhattan Institute. He's written and commented extensively on language and culture. He published Losing the Race in 2000, Winning the Race in 2005, and is a regular contributor to many programs and publications. For a linguist, his latest book is provocatively titled. It's called What Language Is and What It Isn't and What It Could Be. What I mean by that title is that people have a conception of language that's different from what human language actually is. And I'd like to correct it because I think that what language actually is is much more interesting and much more heartening than the conceptions that we're often steeped in. If it's not written, language isn't understood? If it's not written, it's not that language isn't understood, it's that we often don't know about it because we can't see it on the page. And so, for example, if there's a language spoken by an obscure rainforest group and it's only spoken, then we can't engage it on the Internet. There are no books in it. And so, at best, we'll meet somebody who speaks it, but we probably won't. So it's a language that's used in the mouth and it evaporates into the air. But that language is often extremely impressive when we actually document the way it works. Mm -hmm. Languages morph, and you use the word self to help explain uh, to what extent. How has self uh, adapted over the years? Well, for example, self seems like just an innocent little word. But in fact, self goes way back to a piece of material in an ancestral language to most of the languages of Europe, as well as of Iran and India, called Proto-Indo-European. And that little piece was roughly swe like that. And in itself, swe seems like just some piece of linguistic dust. It's kind of boring. But swe has had different fates in every one of what are now the passel of kittens that we call the Indo-European languages. And so in our language,